Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Thank you so much for coming. This is going to be a good one. This is why you and I are saved. The Bible is very uh, clear as to why we have been translated from one kingdom to another. And I want to show you guys from the Word of God um, what the Bible tells us. For we have been chosen to do great work. Uh, turn with me to Acts twenty-six fifteen through 18, and we are going to take a look at Paul's conversion. And this is the declaration and the commission given to him, and that is also to every single one of us that have been born again. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Rise and stand up on your feet. I have appeared to you for this to appoint you as a servant, number one, and a witness to the things which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the, uh, the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those sanctified by faith in me. So you and I are called by God, uh, basically, to be his servant and witness. That's how you and I are to be uh, um, able to be effective for the kingdom of God. Most of us and most of Christianity, uh, um, they focus on the um, the uh, witness part of it. It is important, but that all is twofold, and it is still twofold today for you and I. First is to be a servant. What are we doing as servants? The Bible tells us that um, we ought to uh, love God. We ought to, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So we are serving him by keeping his commandments. The Bible tells us that we, uh, Philippians 1.27 puts it this way. It says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And so as a servant, our first responsibility is to be only let the manner, our manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Um, so that whether I came to you, um, to see you are absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side 
by um, for the fate of the gospel. That's just a brief synopsis that I, I um, uh, tell you guys the scripture is. But that first part of the scripture is, tells us is only let your manner of life worthy of the gospel of Christ. We are called to be servants. We're called to serve uh, Lord Jesus Christ, serve him through uh, our life. The Bible tells us that he died and we died in him and we are crucified in him. Because we are crucified, we are uh, servants. Second uh, Timothy 2.24 uh, says, and the servant of the Lord must be must, must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God preventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and they may recover themselves out of the snares of the devil, who are taken captive him, his will. So we see it laid out right there. As to the servant part, let me look at that again for you. The servant of the Lord must not strive. See, he says, calling you for two things. First, to be my servant. And second, my witness. And the servants of God, they do not strive, but they are gentle unto all men. We are called to be gentle. We are called to love all men, everyone, the gays, the lesbians, transsexual, uh, transvestite. I don't care what. You call um, uh, people label themselves and uh, whatever subgroup, whatever it is, tells us that we are called to be gentle. We are called to love all men. We are apt to teach, uh, patient. We are in meekness, walking in, in meekness, instructing those that pose themselves. And people don't understand they are actually posing themselves. If God preventure will give them repentance to acknowledging the truth. And so our goal is to be servants. And as we are coming servants for God, the Bible tells us that we are fulfilling a first part of the calling that is on each and every one of our life. As I mentioned to you, most churches today simply focus on the witnesses, witness uh, part of it. And they focus on this, go ye therefore and uh, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Ghost teaching them to absorb all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And so we are looking at the two-part call, but I wanted to stay here a little and focus on the servant part of it. Uh, the servant part of it basically is what we call living the Christian walk, walking in the Word um, uh, as much as it's important just as preaching the Word. And we see that that's what God wants us to do. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So as we live this life, we are living the life of Christ so that we can, um, I, I did a teaching, he must increase and I must decrease. That was the call of John the Baptist and it should be a call as well. For if we live, live for the Lord, or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And that is in the book of Romans, chapter 14, verses 8. So we are called first the uh, servants. And um, as you are serving God, obedient to his will, his life, his desires for your life, his way of living, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things. So we're looking at the, all of the principles 
And one of the main principles is that we walk in love and that we walk in um, respect each other, gentle to one another, gentle to, to all men, so that we can uh, begin, uh, have them begin to look at you and I, let our sh- light shine. These are the things that we're talking about, living um, servant part of the call. And uh, so God is calling you and I, as I said, uh, the one about the light is in John 1, 4, uh, where it says that uh, Jesus Christ was the light and him was the light. And that light was um, uh, the life of men. Um, so we see that this God that we are serving, um, Colossians 3, 3 puts it this way, says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so this life of servitude, of one serving, we see that Jesus did the example when he had his disciple, when he washed his disciples' feet. We know that he came to teach us how to be a servant and to have a servant heart, but also that uh, as we serve, people then will see him and living in us. And as they see him living in us, they will be drawn to you and I so that we can then do the witness part of it. And uh, uh, most people, uh, they don't see the correlation that it is one. It, um, it ties into one thing, that as we live this life of, of uh, servanthood, God, then it's able, uh, we are able to bring that person to him so that he can see you and I, see you and I living what we are thinking and talking about. So we are actually a walking salvation. We are walking gospel, if you will, to everyone that is looking at us. We are, they're seeing gospel and there's no nothing more powerful than them seeing, uh, the demonstration of the word of God in our life and, uh, giving us power to do the things that are necessary. Romans 1 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of, uh, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believe, the Jew first, also Greek. And that gospel is also the servant and the witness. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the fullness of the gospel. Servant part as I serve, and which will then give me the opportunity to be a witness to those who are looking at my living from this place, a servant. And the Bible tells us that when we begin to um, see the difference, people are going to be drawn to the light and gives you an opportunity to witness to them. The purpose is to bring them to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 9. Um, talks about, uh, because if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart that the Lord has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified, meaning that the process by, by grace are we saved through faith. It is a gift of God. And that process that we exercise brings us to a space where we are called justified and because why? We are walking in absolute faith and we believe God we made a confession and God looks at us and says, yeah, you guys are born again. And with the mind, confession is made and is saved for the scripture said, everyone who believes in, in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek when it comes to that aspect of salvation. So we're looking at the part that most churches and people miss when they are um, talking about uh, preaching the gospel and teaching. They are just witnessing, being a witness, but many of them refuse to be the servants. And you can see that when you 
when you step outside and you are not a true servant and you start witnessing to people because you claim to be Christian, that the people are going to look at you and go, are you crazy? I saw you in the club a couple of nights ago or doing whatever in the bar or partying or whatever. So they are looking at you and because they don't see the correlation and they're quick to tell you, you know, people are really quick to tell you that you're a hypocrite. So you have to be uh, a servant in order to be a true witness. And there is um, a combination, uh, as Philippians says in 127, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So um, we spend the first part of it just basically talking about the, uh, w- the servant part, because I wanted to show you guys a lot of people that part, because they're simply focusing on the witnessing part. But you cannot be a servant, a true servant, and be, um, you know, and be uh, a witness, uh, or you can't be a servant and then go and try to be a witness, because like I said, people look at you and say that you're a hypocrite. So you have to live that part first. So, okay, you are now, um, you're now a servant of God. You have been called. The Bible tells us that we all have been called. We have gifts that are given to us. We have anointings. Uh, we have a certain, what the Bible calls the, um, the, the faith that we have measure of faith. And if you look in context, when the, um, they were talking about the measure of faith for your, or service, what you are gifted with in order to be in this aspect of a witness. Mark 11, 16, 15, and he said unto them, Go you into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And uh, the Bible tells us that they are given to some different uh, offices God has uh, given to us and um, so that we can function within those offices but we are still one. And if you look at the book of Ephesians, you will see that it has a list of offices that uh, are there that God calls us to do. That's just some of the ways by which one can become a witness. But you got to remember that the the servant piece is just probably more so important than the witness part. But let's take a look at some of these offices that are there by which one can uh, become the witnesses uh, as God, as Jesus said. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, this is talking about gift, your, your, your ability that you are specializing in, in other words. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So here it's being laid out that uh, God has given gifts unto men. So um, I remember uh, all this thing being taught in the church, and you know, you get all kind of concerned. What is my gift? As you walk in in your relationship with God, I think you need to do first is focus on 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 being the servant. And when you uh, focus on the aspect of the servanthood, you will then find out what your gifts are, so that you can witness. Because your gift basically is to. Um, is to uh, uh, preach the, the gospel. So that's one of the gifts and one of your assignments. But you, you'll get your specific gift as you get deeper in your relationship with God. Don't worry about the witness piece. Worry about the servant piece. And I guarantee you, as you begin to serve, you'll then know who you are in Christ Jesus. So we see that verse 8, 
that uh, gifts are given unto men. Now that he ascended is it, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended in the same also that ascended up far above all heaven, he might fill all things. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is a, the devil scared of him, and the devil should be scared of you too, because Christ lives in me, and uh, every demon and every uh, um, evil spirit out there should be scared of you and I once we are servants first. So here we go and see what some of these offices that are called. He says, I descended in the same also, he descended up far above all heaven, that he might fill all uh, all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we see most of those offices, believe it or not, is not for the world. It is for the body of Christ. I wanted to bring that to you and show it to you, that these are for the body. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, um, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And we have the evangelist that goes out and preaches the word. He gets the people saved. And then the the pastors and, and the prophets and all of these guys, everyone plays a part within the the development of that individual wants to become born again. That's why I believe that um, the reason why we are seeing all of these hateful things within the, co- the countries and the world is because it exists in the church first. And if and when the church overcomes it, then it, it will also be overcome in the world. <coughs> Excuse me. Look at um, uh, the American political s- uh, system right now, the way that a lot of the politicians are behaving the way they are and and um, and acting is because the church is even crazier than they are. Because these guys are corrupt, and the Bible tells us that we ought to judge a man by his character, not by what um, uh, uh, court uh, you can get out of him and, and judge you can get out of him. That's none of their, that's absolutely crazy. The Bible tells us that we should judge a person by their character, what Jesus looks for. And God, either God is able to move on a man's heart or he's not able to move on a man's heart. Can a God uh, save a, a, a person while they're wicked and, and, yeah, can he work with them? Yes. But he didn't say for us to marry them and, um, and go down and all this kind of stuff. So the church needs to take a look at itself because it is, um, but I've teach you guys before that Christians today, uh, the, the evangelical church, they're not a church that is um, Jesus Christ, um, who is in the Bible. It's about a different Jesus Christ. So that's another story. That's one of my pet peeves that from time to time trips me up, gets me going. But those offices are given, but you and I are called to live as servants. Um, and as we uh, live as servants, we are then being able to uh, pull people to God and fulfill what Jesus had said in the calling of Paul. He says, Now stand up, for I have appeared to you uh, and appointed you as my servant and my witness. You are to open their eyes so that they may turn from dark to light and from the power of, of Satan, God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins 
and be given a place amongst God's people who are set apart for uh, apart, uh, by faith in me. So we are set apart by faith. So we are here to make this happen. We are here to teach. We are here to make men uh, see God and that once they see him, they can be uh, translated from the kingdom of darkness, just as you and I were translated from that kingdom into the kingdom of God's dear son and our walking power. The Bible tells us, he says that power has been given to me, all authority, everything. I went down into the, um, into hell. I went and stripped the enemy, Lucifer's uh, authority, everything away from him, all of it so that every single demon uh, can see uh, and understand that who is God. He comes up, he looks at you and my, you and I, and he says, here, all of this power, take all this responsibility and do the things that I did and do more of them. For he says, greater things than these shall you do because I'm going to the Father. And we are to have an army of Jesus around this planet, meaning that every single saved person is, we ought to be walking in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. And if we walk in that fullness, what an impact and what a, a world it would be if we just learn, first of all, how to be servants. And because we are not servants, we haven't been learning how to become a servant before God. And a servant before Jesus Christ makes our witnessing absolutely weak and unfruitful in the world as we see it today. And so I encourage all of my brothers and sisters that you and I need to focus on the first part of that commission. We need to focus on the servant part. We need to love everybody, man. We need to do what the scripture says. We need to make sure that we are able, as is stated in Philippians, that only let the, uh, your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ Jesus. That's what our responsibility is. Responsibility is to offer our, our body, the Bible tells us, a uh, living sacrifice unto God the Father. We are dead to sin. We are no longer, sin has no more authority over us. These are all the things that God had did to us so that you and I are able to stand in the power that we are in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Live it, number one. And as we live the gospel of Jesus Christ as servants and people begin to see the power of, of who our Father is and who we um, are in on this planet as far as uh, being kings and priests, as being uh, uh, authority over uh, Lucifer and all of his demons and all of his uh, uh, leadership, you and I have that authority to walk and to do things, go in to preach the kingdom of God. The Bible says, preach because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we have this assignment um, uh, when they ask him what to pray, because that we should pray that uh, the kingdom of God would be here on earth, you know. And so you and I have a great responsibility according to the word of God that we must become servants. All my life as a Christian, when I got saved, when I was about uh, 16 years old, I am now 60 years old. I turned my back on God for many years, and he brought me back. And all my life on this, I heard pastors and preachers in the kingdom of God and the church, all they talk about is the witnessing part, and nobody ever talk about the servant part. But when you look at the assignment, the call, it says, 
first I appoint you as my servant. And Brother Paul lived as a servant of Jesus Christ. And you saw it in his life. And he served. And as you served, was a powerful witness. Um, Peter was a servant. And he was a powerful witness. Um, all of the men and uh, the Bible uh, were servants. And they were powerful witnesses. If we look at Abraham, look at Isaac, look at all the men. If you look at the men even in uh, a recent history, those that are servants became powerful witnesses. So you and I ought to keep our eyes off of the witnessing part. Those who are not in the position recognizing that you have to be a servant first before you can witness. Because if you go out there and you are not a servant, men are going to recognize it and they're going to speak to it. And they'll call you out. Second Timothy uh, chapter 2 says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those who pose themselves. See the power that is within the servant of this person, living from the place of a servant. Look at the power of the witness that he is. And the servant of the Lord strive. And so here it comes on, and the servant of the Lord, and it begins to talk about the witnessing part of it must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach in meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. Why, if God peradventure will give them penance to the acknowledging of the truth? Let's go to take a look at Acts 26, verses 18. And it says, Then uh, that they will receive forgiveness of their sins and give a place amongst the God's people who are set apart by faith. That is what this servant is doing in Second Timothy chapter two. And goes on and says that um, that they uh, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of their sin. And it goes on in twenty six Second uh, Timothy that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. And we read that in uh, the onset of the program that in Colossians when it tells us that we have been translated from the power, the power guys, and that's sin, the power of sin. And the Bible says that you and I are dead to it because we are in Jesus Christ. And because we are dead to sin, it says, let not sin have dominion over you. It is in our ability not to allow it. So I want to focus on this part as we come to the close of our teaching about the um looking at the servant part because as i said to you many people look at the witness part and rushing out and trying to, to go out there and um a witness and their life is a mess and um the world is watching they know the difference uh they know those that are hypocrites even jesus spot the religious one he says you guys are hypocrites you go out there and you uh try to fast you announce it you uh, give your tithes and offering. You may let everybody see what you're doing. Um, you do all of these things for show, and you are labeled a hypocrite. Uh, so I want to uh, just speak to you guys. Get into that space of becoming a servant. If you love me, as I said, you're going to keep my commandments. If you love me, you know, um, do what it takes. Love your enemy. Become a servant. That you will be gentle, all men. That you will speak kindly, all men. And as you speak kindly, all men, all the subcultures that in our society that men are judging and calling all kinds of names and and judge and trying to 
absolute hatred. That is not God. He said to be gentle unto all men. If you be gentle to all men, if you love all men, that's being a servant. And as a result, you're going to be apt to teach because they're going to ask you some questions. They're going to ask you, how come you love me? How come you don't treat me like the other Christians? How come you don't say these things? How come you, 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 you feed me? How come you love me and you, you encourage me? Um, and you say nothing, but you just love me. How come? And you come to, when they come to you, because they will come, because there's the power of love, the Bible says, is able to do some strange and powerful things. And so, as it begins to free people, and you are given the opportunity to preach with patience, in meekness, instructing those themselves. Imagine you giving a chance to speak to them in meekness versus this harsh way by which the other quote-unquote Christians are speaking to them. The power, the change, and, you know, from that conversation it says, if God preadventure will give them repentance through the acknowledging the truth of who they are and that they are sinners and need Jesus Christ so that they can repent. It says that they can now, once they figure out who they are, it says that you can confess, you can then um, get to know him on such a deeper level so that you then can love and become, they can now become servants, which will then take them to become uh, witnesses. That is who we are. That is what God wants you and I to do. That what Jesus calls every one of us first to be a servant, to love him, keep his commandments. And as we learn to become a servant, we learn to submit to him. If we learn to live, uh, uh, decrease and let him increase so that we are living from the spirit, not from the flesh, that we allow Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel to grow in our life as we serve people and uh, uh, begin to worship God, stay faithful to him and his word, I guarantee you that they will come, they will see, and they will learn as you have the opportunity to witness according to the word of God. And remember the calling, God, as we stated in Acts chapter 26, um, uh, 16 and 18. I want to read those two together. It says, Now stand up. For I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and my witness are to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place amongst God's people who are set apart by faith. Me. The Bible says that you and I are called the just shall live by faith. It says also we walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.